0: The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Here we go. Do it. Today's guest moved from Montreal to Los Angeles to pursue his dream of becoming a songwriter and an artist. He has since found himself in rooms writing for some of today's biggest artists and now releasing his own music, including Cry Cry. Please welcome today's guest, Jakey. Welcome, welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. First of all,
1: thanks for having me. First podcast, you were telling me. First podcast. I was telling him before that
0: you actually popped my podcast cherry. (laughs) I'm a cherry-popping podcaster. Yeah. I can um... come off really bad. Well,
1: it is what it is. Never listened to a podcast. <laughs> never been on a podcast. Well, it was a so. first for everything.
0: That is true. So from Montreal mm-hmm. to LA. Yes. When did you make the move? Well, there are some steps in between, mm-hmm. which we'll get
1: to. But um, I officially moved to LA January 2020. So not like, that long li- ago. Not that long ago. Two, y- two months before the pandemic, basically. I actually went back home in March of 2020. It was supposed to be my sister's, but mitzvah, mm-hmm. which never happened, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I got stuck there for six months. Oh wow! So I've officially been here since like September of 2020. So really fresh. I'm fresh meat, you know. What
0: a weird time to come here too, because you came when LA was the least LA it's ever been. I know it, and I,
1: at the time I was living in the Valley, and everything was just so grim and so weird. Yeah. And coming from a really small community where i was like the artist you know mm-hmm. i was like i'm the singer i have so much like hope for the future and then i move here and everything was just like not what i expected not yeah. only because of the pandemic but also la and the industry and there were so many things that i needed to learn mm-hmm. um when
0: i first got here which yeah but you you seem to have found a group of people that that were probably the saving grace in getting to learn a lot of those things in a in an LA that wasn't regular LA. A hundred percent. I'm I'm super, super lucky
1: that how everything worked out, you mm-hmm. know. Um I was living in Toronto actually before I moved to LA. I was um studying philosophy there at Ryerson. Awesome. So I was there for two years and I don't know, I was so unhappy there. Like everything just felt so gray and boring and just, I felt useless for some reason. And I think it's just because I wasn't passionate about what I was yeah. doing at the time. Looking back now, like I apply so much of the philosophy that I learned um, in school, but while I was learning it, I was just like, I'm just here yeah. to pass time just to do you whatever else does. Next. Exactly. Um, but it wasn't till I moved to Toronto that I, for the first time in my life, had like time to reflect on who i am as a human being yeah what my goals are in life and i i would sit down every single night and just like write literally 20 songs a day one after the other i would write them in the shower i would all my friends would be like going out to parties to clubs and all this stuff and i would go and after 20 minutes i'd be like i don't really want to be here
0: right now you'd rather be your music playing i'd rather be
1: in the pitch black in my dorm room like writing on garage band you know
0: was this back in like towards the 2016 time this was in like the back when you did bittersweet oh how do you know that how i'm you know that is so scary
1: um do my research so yeah i did bittersweet which was the first (laughs) full 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 song i had ever written um i was super inspired by one sean mendes song called aftertaste
0: it was the only song that you posted on outside of the mashup with Bittersweet Stop. on
1: your old Facebook. Obviously, I did a mashup with my one song, Bittersweet, <laughs> and I assumed everyone would know that it was a mashup, but no one even knew that it was my song in there. Anyways. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, that song came out in 2015, um, and I'm really proud of it because I think it's a bop, honestly. It's a bop. You did it before all of this. Before everything. Before I even knew what, like, the industry was or what music yeah. even was i was just doing it as a pure like passion project because yeah. I, I love to make music you know that's
0: so sweet that's um that's how it, i mean that's like i feel like that's what people lose yeah that's what people forget is that feeling of doing it just because
1: you fucking love it i know and okay. that's something that honestly moving here i lost for a bit mm-hmm. and it, it's so easy to lose sight of like why you're actually here but You have to just like wake up one day and be like wait i didn't move here to like fuck around like i moved here to accomplish goals so i could like go back home and be with my family and be with my younger siblings you know absolutely um so we got the 330 train the 330 train honking away um but yeah so while i was in toronto for those two years i was writing and writing and writing and um, at the time I would go back literally every single weekend to Montreal cause I hated being in Toronto
0: mm.
1: and why'd you hate it? Um, like I said, like I just wasn't passionate about what I was doing. Yeah. So it was more why you were there versus where you were at. Exactly. Um, so I would go home every single weekend. I would take the train. Like it was like a four and a half hour train literally Crazy. every Friday to Monday. And I would sit in the pitch black in my basement at my home in Montreal And I would just play and play and play, just make music. Yeah. And my parents would always come down, and they would be bawling at the edge of like the stairs, listening to my songs.
0: It's so fun.
1: And I had always known that like I wanted to be a performer and like wanted to do music as a career, but I didn't understand how. Like, I wasn't the type to be posting covers and doing all that stuff. Like that to me just. I wanted to sing my own songs. Like, why would I want to sing you someone else's? You wanted to else's? be the artist, exactly. Um, is that back when you were into Hillary Duff? You're insane! How do you know all of this? Hillary Duff is my is my one like celebrity crush. She was
0: There's, my first show ever, and she touched my hand three times. Okay, yeah, she was my <laughs> yeah. first show
1: ever. I met her four times actually. Um, I went to the premiere of an. A Cinderella Story, the movie. Yeah. Which is my favorite movie. And then I went to a few of her other concerts and I met her backstage and she actually remembered me. That's so... Oh, that's
0: her. crazy. She's my queen. Her show was my first one with my mom and then my second show was Judas Priest. Oh. So the exact opposite. Yeah. He came out of like some skull on stage and yeah. she was... Seeing songs from her Disney Channel. What What, um,
1: show did you go to? Was it Metamorphosis? Was it? Oh, I can't tell you.
0: I was, uh, I was a
1: young kid. It It was was probably her first album.
0: She was still on uh, Lizzie McGuire. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was probably her first album, which is obviously the best one. That's so crazy. Um, So she was, she was one of the people that you were looking up to, and that you were like, I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. um, There was really no one else that
1: made me want to be, I, I'll i say, like, when I first envisioned myself, like, doing music, my goal was just, like, be famous, you know? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be famous and, like, have paparazzi pictures taken of me and stuff. Yeah. Um. But as I've grown and I've kind of, like, found who I am as a person and as an artist, there is so much more beyond that that interests me. And, mm-hmm. like, the bottom line of that is just... People respect me as a creative yeah. and just understanding where I
0: come from when I'm like writing my songs. So I I haven't known you for that long, but I've I've known you long enough that I kind of got to see the switch. Right. So you went from coming out to LA and, and figuring out LA mm-hmm. to now being a legitimate songwriter who goes to sessions multiple times a week and mm-hmm. does the grind. Tell me, tell me how that change happened, happened. Um, well, when I first moved here,
1: I, like I said, I was really fortunate to have a really good crew of people around me mm-hmm. before I moved here, actually I came here for a month and I was staying with my sister um, and a bunch of these publishing groups and management companies were having me come out here for that month mm-hmm. and they were setting me up on all these sessions and I made some really cool connections and really close friends and I went after that month, I went back to Toronto, and I was like, "Why the fuck am I here? Yeah, like I want to be in LA." And it just so happened that at that time, um, Carly Hansen, who is now my BFF, and obviously Carly, the one of the best artists out there, and just one of the best fucking people. She really is. She's she phenomenal. is the best. Love you, Car.
0: We're getting um, her on soon. Yes, she's got to be on
1: here. Um, but she was happened to be moving out of where she was living, and she was like. Why don't you just come move here and live with me? How'd
0: you originally meet her?
1: Um so I was working with these while I was in Toronto. Um I was working with these really cool producers who are from Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called House of Wolf. They're really, really cool guys. Um, and they had done like the the OG Carly stuff, like yeah. Only One and like those songs. Um and they were just hyping her up to me. And I was like, well, I obviously need to meet her. So they kind of connected us and yeah. her her production team. And we all just became a group of fun, young creatives, you know?
0: So I met you through Carly, mm-hmm. who I met through the 19 boys. Exactly. Shout out to 19 and you. Love 19 and you. I actually live with Noah mm-hmm. now
1: from 19 and you, which is so crazy. He was on the first. Um,
0: he was, I think he was one of the first episodes. Really? Yeah thick he's the he's he's they're he's one the of best. the great Honestly, they're all i mean they're some of the best people i've i've got the pleasure of like becoming really really close with yeah but i mean they're, yeah they're they're unreal they're killer they really go are. listen to 19 and you people
1: yeah shout out 19
0: so were you writing with carly
1: um at the beginning no i was just being set up on a bunch of different sessions and meeting with the f- different publishers at the time but mm-hmm. it was very premature like i had never really been in sessions with other people I've never written with other people let alone for other people yeah um but when I moved here my initial goal was artist 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 like mm-hmm. I just wanted to release my own singles and do my own thing but I very quickly got thrown into the songwriting scene and the people who I was working with at the time only saw me as a songwriter um which at the time I was just I didn't understand why or what totally and I didn't understand how to harness like my gift of songwriting Mm -hmm. um and so for those first few months living here i was doing zooms i was doing sessions like writing pandemic yeah um but i didn't i still didn't understand like what it meant fully to songwrite for other slash with other people because i'm just used to writing songs in the pitch black in my basement Mm -hmm. um and so i started doing that and something happened um, after I'd moved out from where I was living. And I just had like a spring awakening. I like woke up one morning. I was like, oh, I'm a star. Like, what yeah. am I doing here? Like, I didn't come here to just like, obviously, it's I love songwriting. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my like greatest pleasures in life is writing yeah. and creating with other people. Um, which obviously, like I said, was something I had to learn how to do. Yeah. Um. But I didn't come here to do that, you know? If it just so happens that I'm good at it and that's what I'm like doing to get my foot in the door, then so be it. Totally. But that wasn't my main goal. Yeah. And I literally woke up one morning and was like, I'm a rock star artist. Like, I'm gonna. And I literally switched up. Like, I changed my whole. It wasn't even an intentional change, Mm. it was just natural. Like, I think also pandemic allowed me to like reflect a lot on. Who
0: I am. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. It, everybody had a lot of time in their own heads. For real. Which if you have the vices to get away from, mm-hmm. most people will take. Yeah. Including myself. For um, sure. But we had we had none of that during the pandemic. We and did not. I think people got either a really good opportunity to see, hey, I'm not doing what I should be. Mm-hmm. Or I'm doing something that I shouldn't be. And, and I just wish exactly. out. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And at the time, I was not working at all. Like, I had no job. Like, I was just going to sessions all the time. Yeah. And I just felt really low. Like, I was just like, there there has to be more mm-hmm. that I could utilize in this huge Los Angeles, you know? There's so much here. There's so much to take advantage of, honestly. Um, And it wasn't until I got a part-time job at Starbucks and I, like, moved out on my own. Yeah. Um, That I've really found myself. And I just... Sparked a new chord in me, and I was just like every day making songs for me. And I started doing things for me and making moves for me. And I stopped depending on people to like advance in my career. Yeah. You You just went and got it yourself. Yeah. When I moved here, I was really, really naive. And uh, I assumed that one person could make your career for you. Absolutely. And that is true. But the only one
0: person is you. It's you and. Everybody says that you just have to meet that one person when it, when it is coming to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you go look around for this one person, yet you're missing all of the people that build up that one person, exactly. which is the people that are become your good friends, mm-hmm. the people that you can call when you're having a shitty day. For sure. You know, like everybody's like, oh, I'm having a terrible day. I'm going to write about it. Most people don't have a terrible day and write about right. it. They have a terrible day. They need somebody to help them digest it mm-hmm. and help them understand it. Then you write about. Exactly. It. But that community around you and all of that kind of builds up so you can start figuring yourself out as well. For you go. sure. The, and that's like definitely one of the most important things.
1: And I'm so lucky that I I have like that foundation of yeah. of close friends and like, you know, creative friends that I could go to. What do
0: your what is your family like as far as uh support? It sounds like you have a pretty supportive family. They are the most supportive. I'm one of five kids. Wow. Um and we all have
1: huge huge dreams um one of my older sisters lives here in la um and she's oh, doing nice film and tv and comedy and stuff and then i have a younger sister who lives in paris and she's doing photography and she actually just got a patent like who does that good for her she's an inventor like that's Congratulations. so cool congrats izzy love you um but my family has always been so supportive mm-hmm. of me and my dreams and i'm lucky that I'm able to vocalize and verbalize like how I see myself in the future. Yeah. Um I mean I am a songwriter so I should be able to like verbalize and vocalize how I feel. It's part of the job. It is part of the job. Um but yeah, while I was living in Toronto, like my my dad would he was doing business a lot in Toronto. Um and we would set up meetings together and we like went to Universal Music Canada and we were Working in really cool studios all the mm-hmm. time, and it it's been really fun to have like my parents on the that side, and yeah. seeing me do what I love, and also supporting me and allowing me to take like a less conventional route. You know,
0: absolutely. I'm they're not... part of the system. They're exactly. part of your. Uh, they're part of your team. They are part of my team, Team Jakey. And that's um, that's such a blessing to have. So many people don't. I I do. Mm-hmm. My parents. I would. I don't know if I'd say they're part of my team. Is they're in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, and don't know anything about this world, but they are such big supporters, and that's for something sure. that that I know I am, and it sounds like you are as well, but uh very very blessed and appreciative of for sure it's
1: it's super important. I feel like whether you have that support from your family or not, it's both a driving force, you know absolutely if if you don't have that support from your family. It probably makes you want to like push even harder to say, look, look what I can do. Look what I'm doing.
0: Everybody's got their own. Yeah. Their own fuel. For sure. Um,
1: But I'm super lucky to have them. And I don't know. They, my mom's always like, I'm not just saying this because I'm your mom. But like, (laughs) this is the best song ever. I'm like, love you, mom. But you are my
0: mom. You know, like, but. That's the best. So you got to have that. Yeah. So. To wrap this up, I want to know what would you tell somebody who is sitting in Montreal mm-hmm. or in Toronto, or any anywhere, to be honest, and sitting there, a fifteen-year-old kid, getting ready. They have the they've been writing two hundred songs a day by themselves, and they just don't know what to do next.
1: Um, for me, obviously, it's a journey, and it takes it took me time to get to where I am now. Um, but you gotta just recognize your greatness I feel like that has been the key to my success so Mm -hmm. far um not in like a I'm better than anyone way but I feel like when you're an artist whether it's a visual artist like any type of field yeah um you're making art for who for you you know so you have to know that what you're doing is good and if you know if you recognize your greatness mm-hmm. then you can't be denied in my opinion Pe- people will catch on people will catch on and you just have to know your worth and never settle for anything don't settle
0: motherfuckers don't settle for real there's no need there, there is no need our art, art is not about settling it's about getting out whatever's in your head and if you're settling then you're changing it for somebody else exactly vision, that's bullshit exactly thank you dude Thank you, you are killer. I'm so stoked to see how well you've been doing. And thank you and so much. All these people are very lucky to get you in the room to help write. Oh, thank you. We're going to go uh, make some music. Let's thank do you it. For, uh,
1: for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're honestly the best. And Appreciate you're so you. freaking talented. Thank you, man. And I love all that you do. Thank you. And to everybody listening. I'm Jakey. And this is an experiment. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. is the experiment.